It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. I think it was last week. We spoke with a woman that got my email from one of my podcasts who was having really a hard time with a situation that she was trying to manipulate, figure out, walk away from, or fix, one or the other, with her husband. And uh, as we left her, it was her trying to make the decision whether she should stay, whether she should leave altogether because she had tried desperately to have many conversations with him. They were both obviously unhappy, but she was more vocal about it. I've asked her if she'd come back and maybe give us an idea of what's gone on since. Because every little bit of information we share with each other, that's what women are supposed to do. We're supposed to be helping each other, be supportive of each other, especially those women that do try and make it work. So I decided to get back in touch with her, and uh, she was kind enough to say, yep, let's talk about it again. And I've got her on the phone. So Val, how are you doing? How's everything going with you and your husband? You know, when I came, he he didn't come until about nine hours after I did because he had to finish up at the island. So when we met, everything was fine. And I had the conversation and he seemed very not surprised. Yeah, I want to work at it. Didn't realize it really meant that much to you. Kind of just matter of factly. Nothing's changed for him. But even my son called and said, did you even talk to dad? Did you lie to me? And you didn't. I said, I told him everything. And that's, you know, one of your business. But yeah, you could talk to him if you want. But I told him everything. So in other and words, so when I, your husband was with your son, he was acting as if nothing had been said. Right. We haven't really talked much since I've been here. He texts, you know, because he's obligated to check in, I guess. The one time he texted me lunchtime, and I didn't realize, I'm like, what does that mean? You're at lunch, so what? And he sends me a picture of a bag of chips. I'm like, what are you trying to say? I guess that's all you ate for lunch? He's like, yeah, there's no one here to make me my lunch. Oh. And then I mean, if he's trying to say he misses me, I was like, you're a big boy. You can make your own sandwich or buy it. This is your husband that sent that or your son? My husband. What the heck? I'm trying to even understand what that symbolized. You know, I usually make a sandwich, and I say I make it because I know he won't eat. So he starts not eating because I'm not there. But I really, that just irritated because that's the only piece of communication we've had, and that's what you're talking about. Anything since then? Oh, so today, I don't know if you've seen Mama Mia, but when you run a bread and breakfast, you do everything. So... Shit hit the fan at about 4 o'clock. Mind you, I have a party of 20 British, really big athletic guys on a bachelor party here. So it's been fun. Well, that sounds like heaven right there. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry for your problems, but I'd like to be there. (laughs) So they were going to have a party and I had to stop. And they're very nice guys. So I had to fix a door, fix an air conditioner, talk to, there's like 20 things going on. I call my husband to tell him that everything is taken care of. And I say, but I don't know if I'll survive. This is just day two of this bachelor party. And he's like, it's only four days. You'll survive. Huh. I'm like, no empathy, not, you know, no, no sympathy, no compassion, no nothing. Nothing. Now picture this. These are really big guys. And in the middle of the night, Saturday night when they came, about 3 a.m., I hear swearing and fighting and and it sounds like it's coming from their room. 
because I'm alone here. I mean, if they ask for toilet paper and come into my apartment, I could be raped. I mean, it's like, you know, you never know. Yeah. They could get high. They could get drunk. And I hear the swearing and I'm thinking it's them. So I lock myself in my room, literally, until daybreak and everything calmed down. It wasn't them. It was an apartment over. Mm. But, you know, everything goes through your head. He's not worried that I'm okay. He's not worried, you know, that I can handle it. It just, I'll back to where it was before. You, you know, know, it sounds like he was already done. Maybe he came to this realization a long time ago and, and was just in such a comfortable place where he didn't have to do anything for himself, you know, like making a sandwich. I don't mean like not working. The things yeah, that you have done for him and enabled him to do throughout all the years, he has just taken for granted. And he'd rather do it that way than walk away and start over with somebody else. Maybe that happened to him before it even happened to you. Yeah. But he just never came forward. And you should see, my parents are at my house bringing him lunch. Oh. It's like nothing. It's like none of this happened. They're all so happy for me to just go back to everything. And I think I'm just going to roll back into it that they're just all ignoring the situation. Sounds like denial. Okay, so what are you going to do? What are the things that are running through your head at this point since you've already had the conversation? Actually, twice. You know, the first time wasn't as forceful, but when you flew over, you did. Yeah. And I, how long did that conversation take you? Remember I said it would take a half hour? No, we really talked. We talked probably well into the night. We probably talked from about 10, 30, 11 to maybe 2, 3 in the morning. Well, that's good. I mean, we, you know, it really, and I think that, you know, we'll have more conversations. I don't think, part of me doesn't even want to go home. Part of me wants to get off that plane and just go somewhere else. I just, oh, it's, I, oh. Well, look at what you have waiting for you. You have a man who's very non-committal. Yeah non-affectionate, non-caring. You have one son that is, you know, an adversary to him. And then you have one son that I'm, I'm assuming is still backing you up. You're you know, too, he's not doing any damage. Is he being supportive or is he just uh, being quiet? I don't know. I think, yeah, he's just working. He's just ignoring the whole situation. They all are. Everybody's just ignoring everything. It's interesting. Well, it might not be know. a bad idea it's... to come back and say, hey, I'm leaving for a while. And just see how long it takes for somebody to reach out and say, when are you coming home? And give a good reason as to why they want you to come home. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> um, I think because he's leaving in two weeks that I'll have the month to myself. But we will definitely in those two weeks, if I do go home, I'm one, not making lunches, needless to say, not looking at anybody's schedule. I don't even know if I'm going back into my bedroom. I sleep in the guest room because I don't know that I can sleep next to him. I might kill him in his sleep. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It, <laughs> I mean, that's nothing I should laugh at. It just, it surprised me to hear it. I just think I have to. Well, you know me. I need to be slapped in the face. I, I just, I want them to prove me right. You want it will. to be done, but you don't want to second guess yourself. You want to make sure that what you're feeling yeah. is justified. And you think by yeah. them treating you worse, you have every right in the world to walk away. <laughs> Am I right? I don't think it's that they're going to treat me. Yeah, it's pretty much. 
<laughs> I, I think that in my, the back of my head, I cannot believe that people who supposedly love me would treat me this badly. It just mind boggles me. It is mind boggling. It sounds like just being taken for granted. Yeah. I was talking to someone today and we were FaceTiming and they're like, this is a beautiful place you're at. This is lovely. And he goes, that'd be a great place to retire. I said, well, that's, I think what Tamir's plan was in his head, you know, in five to 10 years, we would be retired living here in Croatia half a year, the other half in the States with the kids. And it looks like great. I said, that's my life. On paper, everything looks great. It'd be perfect, you know, nice tropical and, you know, you're just enjoying life. But it's not the reality. It's just the paper. It's not, it's like me being here. Oh, wow. My friends on Facebook, look how nice she has it. Yeah, but I'm cleaning toilets, fixing doors. <laughs> it's not reality. Yeah. Well, a house is just a house. That house has not become a home. Yeah. And unfortunately for you, yeah. the one back in the States is not a home anymore either. So you're really in a bind. And you should not be waiting for somebody to push you over the, the cliff. You're already there. You know it. I don't know yeah. what more you need to have happen to you in order to, to make that decision. You talked with your husband. You met with him. You've had no interaction. There's been no caring whatsoever. What more is it going to take? I just, no, I, I, it's not going to take much more. I think that I'm there. I think I just need to, right now, I'm, I, I feel like I'm almost like when you see the, the things where people are on The Bachelor, they're not in a real setting. I don't feel like I'm in a real setting. I'm isolated here. My brain is going a million miles an hour. I need to get back to my reality and really look at it and say, yeah, this is not my reality anymore. I need to do something. Um, you know, there are a lot of women that may have been in, in a similar situation, but maybe haven't gotten to the point where you are right now or I was when it happened to me. This is really mm -hmm. important that people understand and pay attention Women should never, ever let themselves get to the point where they're pushed so far that they start to doubt their own credibility, their own ways of thinking. Because we're, yeah. I have to say, nine out of ten times, we're smarter than the men we're with. And I'm not trying to belittle a man because, you know, we love men. But for yeah. somebody to disregard you or me or another woman... Who has the right to do that? It's crazy. It's just disrespectful, especially if you're supposed to love that person. Yeah. And the whole time that I've been here and we've talked and texted and whatever, there's been no terms of endearment. There's been no I love you or nothing like that. It's all business. It's all very cold. And Oh, he did send me a text. So he was texting me and I said, do you want me to call you? Because for some reason, the phone was not working. He could not get a call through to me here for some reason. So I said, well, do you want me to call you? And the text he sends back, I said, I was closing the pool. Do you want me to call? He goes, it would be nice to hear my wife's voice if I still have one. Oh. So now he's being manipulative on top of everything else. He's trying to make you feel bad for his mistakes. Do you get that? 
oh, I just, it ticked me off. It did not uh, make me feel sad or like bad about what I've done or whatever. It just pissed me off. Like, I don't blame you. It's like, he's done everything to put the nails in the coffin. It's like you said, it's like he's done and he's pushing me. That's it. That's what he's doing. Maybe it's a legality. Maybe he's already got an attorney. Maybe the attorney's been saying, you've got to have her be the one to leave. I mean, it's very possible if he's that smart, he can be manipulative. And I know it's hard to think of people that, that you've spent your life with in that way. You know, like I told you last time, I will defend my ex-husband until I die. And even though I know he was not right for me, and maybe he's just better for somebody else, he had his faults. And man, I left because those things did not gel with who I was. And look, you and I are no picnics. But man, do we have a lot to offer. We have a lot to offer the right man. And you're not Mm -hmm. being treated like a woman. And neither was I. And any woman that might be listening to us talk like a fly on the wall, just listening to this Mm -hmm. conversation, I guarantee you she's thinking the same thing to herself. When was the last time my husband brought me roses? When was the last time he said he loved me just because he did? When did I get a kiss? When did we have really passionate sex? I mean, it doesn't happen. I understand that people take each other a little bit more for granted and they, you know, they feel they don't have to do all those things anymore, but it's wrong. Especially if one comes forward and says something about it, the other should at least acknowledge. He's not only not acknowledging, he is spitting nails. Yeah. Why? I just... I just can't. I, and the thing is, and part of me is like, I can't believe he's treating me this way. And the other part of me is, I'm not feeling guilty, but I honestly have very little desire. You know, I, part of me said, said, okay, if he's want, willing to try, I'll try one more time. But that would be really hard trying because the desire, he's killed it. I mean, now he's killed it completely. It's not like I can, I can't look at him. Like I looked at him when we got married or maybe even 10 years ago. I, he's just... Can you picture even kissing him right now? Not right now, no. Uh, that's the way I got. I couldn't either. Mm-hmm. Just you, you, Once mm-hmm. that passion is, is gone, it's really hard to get it back. It's even hard to find it with somebody else after you've just gone through this. Like you go through what you feel is like a dry spell because you have to regroup. You have to remember which part of you is the part that a man can bring out. You know, it takes a strong man to bring out the woman in me because of all of that crap and craziness. And you're just now going through it and you haven't even gone through it yet. Like you're you're in the the beginning to the upper beginning to the middle to almost over the edge stage. You're not even spiraling down yet. Mm. And, but, you, but the thing is, when you land, when you fall from the top and you land, you're the kind of woman that's going to land on your feet. Yeah. And, and you'll know the right thing to do and you'll feel a lot better. I was just curious as to how far along, you know, things had gone. And I totally relate with you saying you feel like you're in a fantasy land because you are. You're not at home with anybody. 
you're with 20 big guys in a house, you know, that's supposed <laughs> to be your retirement that you know now will not be. There yeah. goes that reality. I mean, you'll probably sell it and split it and whatever else, but you may never go back there again. And then in the back of your mind, you've got just a few more days until you do go back and you do face the music Mm -hmm. and you have to stay there for two weeks with this man that that you still haven't come to terms with. I wouldn't want to go home. And if I did go home, I'd want to stay somewhere else for those two weeks. We won't see much of each other just because of work schedules. It'll just be a couple hours at night. But, and I'm sure we could be civil or I'll find something to do, but I'm not going to fake it or lie. And when we have our conversations, because the kids always go out, we're always alone at night. I'm going to tell them, you know, I had two weeks on the island and you had two weeks and you did nothing in those two weeks except push me further away. Right. So, you know, and then I'm not even going to say unless I see changes, I'm just going to say, I'm going to ride it out while the kids are here. And then we'll talk when you come back from Croatia, but this is not good. No, you know, you, when he told me today that I only had four days left, I wanted to text him back. I said, if you only knew how true that was. Wow. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Yep. I was like, you know, that's not what you say. You're, you're supposed to say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I wish I was there to help you stay strong, you know, things like that. What about the fact that you are there with all these men that you're locking yourself in the bedroom because you hear drunken craziness going on? How about, Val, are you okay? Like, do you need me to come there? Should we call the police? Anything that would make you feel like he cares. Yeah. Nope. I feel like he thinks I'm a man. I think it's because for so many years, you've been the strong one. You've been the one that knows how to fix everything. You're the one that people run to. You're the one that rules with the iron fist. And so... He assumes you can just take care of yourself in these kinds of situations. He's really not acting like a man. You're right. He's treating you like you are the man. But you have let yourself have that role of being the go-to person. You have to admit that. I do. Yeah. Uh, and I did, the same, I did the same thing. So it's sort of like... You know, part of you- flattering because I think you can do so much, but it's really a manipulative type of compliment. They compliment you uh, so that you do the more work. Yes. It's a win-win for them. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So you have four more days, uh, and I'm not talking about longevity of the marriage. Until you go back to the States, you're coming back in four days? I leave here on Saturday. And then, then my flight is Sunday morning. And then, I feel like I'm inside your head. It's so strange, but I really do feel like I know you. I would not beat yourself up these last few days. I would relax the, as much as you can. Gather your strength, like your mental strength, because you're going to need it the minute you touch the ground. <sighs> In some ways, I'm not even dreading anything because... The more of a schmutz he is, the easier it is for me. Because every time he opens his mouth and tries to hurt me in some way, even intentionally or not intentionally, just being his old self, it just makes me more done. It just proves that he can't change or isn't willing to change. Or Yes. And even if he changed it, it might not be what I want anymore. I don't even know what I want anymore. I just know what I don't want. That is the key right there. I don't know what I want anymore. I just know what I don't want. 
You nailed it right there. You just answered your own dilemma. Oh. You'll be fine. I promise you. You're going to be okay. You, you're, you're, you know, you got it going on, girl. You're smart. You're smart. You know exactly what's going on. You're in this fairy tale land in Croatia right now, and you know that you're going to walk that bridge that sways back and forth, and, and you're going to step off the bridge, get back on the ground, and and you're going to face that music, and it's probably not going to be you know foot tapping kind of music, <laughs> but you are creating your yeah. own ending. Yeah. He's enabled you to do that, and he's doing it either. Out of, for one of two reasons, stupidity or he wants it to be over. He just doesn't want to own that blame. I wish we could jump ahead like a week, you know, so you didn't have to be there and you didn't have to wallow in this. But if you can, while you're there, don't wallow anymore. These guys that are here are really nice and, and they're gentlemen. They're, they're not as old as I am, but they're in their thirties, young professionals. And they've been so nice. And even the way they've treated me, it makes me feel, you know, they're not flirting because I'm 150 years older than they are, but they're being, you know, miss this and miss that. And you're so nice and thank you very much. And they're just polite. And even that's making me feel good. It's like, you know, I can interact with people and be successful at it. <laughs> Yes, I'm sure you can. And I'm telling you right now, they're offering you more than your husband is. And I'm not trying oh, to be an instigator, true. but it's the facts. Isn't it nice <laughs> to be treated that way? To be treated like a woman? To feel pretty? To feel like somebody cares enough to pay you a compliment or ask if you need some help with something? Yeah, they were very nice. They helped me actually fix the door. They're really nice boys. But yeah, it's nice to interact with people on that level. Yeah, because they make you feel special. You know, like you said, and like I've said, little things make us happy. We don't need diamonds, and yeah. we don't need houses, and we don't need all these expensive, ritzy things. One flower that somebody brings to me shows me that they thought about me. Or one yeah. phrase, can I help you with something? You know what? You look really pretty today. That's all it takes. Right? Yep. It's just so, I just, I just can't believe that, that, that you keep, you know, you tell somebody over and over and over and they can't. I know I've been with this person for 32 years and I know uh, his strengths. I know all this. And I still, I don't know. I, I maybe in the back of my head, part of me thought that he would step up at one point. But obviously, it's never going to happen. Oh, my gosh. You should see the girls going to the club. They're stunning. It's, it's you should get dressed track. up and go, too. <laughs> That's what you should be doing tonight. <laughs> funny. No. I wish I, you were here. I do, too. <laughs> We'd never be the same. I'm telling you. <laughs> God help the man that would want to get involved with either one of us at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you really should go have a drink get yourself dressed up and go what do you have to lose you have everything. where would I go by myself do you know that I've been doing that lately 
I, honest to God, never in my life did I think I would do that, but I found a place nearby, and I go, and I sit at the bar, and I have a nice dress on, not like overly dressed, but I order a drink, I'll order a bowl of soup or something like that, and more than six out of ten times, I will meet somebody that sits down beside me, and I just wind up having a great conversation. It's certainly better than staying in that house all by yourself that you've worked on all day. I know, but I can't, I can't leave the guests if they need something. When do they go out? Aren't they going out? They're supposed to be going out. You need to find out where they're going and ask if you can join them. Oh, I've been invited. Well, what are you waiting for, girl? I'm going out with 20 guys to a bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> now that is something that would fill up your journal. <laughs> <laughs> Half of them are Jamaican too. Just, I don't know what sport they play, but they're huge. They're probably soccer players. Oh my God. <laughs> the one works in Dubai. The other one, they're getting married in Portugal. Oh, I'm jealous. I want that life. <laughs> no. Go. You know what? Go and then FaceTime me, and then I can join you. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be a highlight for me. In the daytime so you can see them, or I'll take a picture and send it. You will laugh. They're so funny. I'd be so freaking jealous. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, if I don't talk to you before you get back here, I mean, feel free to reach out to me. You know that I'm here. I've not mentioned yeah. this, but Val and I have talked over the week a couple times, emailed. I was worried about you. I want to make sure you're okay, but I know you're going to wind up absolutely fine. You're going to be so much better off once you just take that final step, but have a safe flight if I don't hear from you. Oh, yeah. I'll probably text you or send you some picture or something tomorrow. And we'll be in touch. I'm, I'm sure he'll do something equally stupid in the next four or five days that I could bring you up to. <laughs> okay. And the picture that you send me tonight is just meant to rub in my face, I'm assuming. <laughs> It'll entice you to get together. When sometime in the future, we'll have to find somewhere to meet. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Go out and have a drink when they go. Go, girl, Maybe. go. All right. All right. I will talk to you. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. Good night. <laughs> Can you imagine having a bed and breakfast place with 20 beautifully gorgeous athletic men having a bachelor party there and you are the only woman? Can you honestly tell me that you would not try in some way, shape, or form, especially with the relationship that she's going through, if you were in her shoes... You wouldn't want to go out and party with these guys or more. Let's be real. We're women. We have needs and desires, and we like to feel pretty. And if the man that we're married to doesn't offer us that opportunity, you take it yourself if it's offered. My goodness gracious, I'd be with them every day of the week. <laughs> I know myself. I would become like the cruise leader. <laughs> I wish I had gone with her. You know, she asked me, sort of in jest, but almost like, will you come with me? And I really thought about it that next day. I think Val and I are 
two peas in a pod. And I have a feeling you might be too. What would you do if you were in her position, number one, with the marriage? I mean, does your husband treat you that way? And if he does, do you say anything about it? You know what happened yesterday? I went out to play ping pong with a friend of mine. And these two young kids, one tall guy, they had to be 20-something. He starts talking to her very belittlingly, loud enough for me to hear and whoever else was around me. And then he comes up to her and they're like two feet away from me. And he takes his head and he pretends to knock on her forehead. Hello, anybody in there? And I, I just couldn't stop myself. I said to him, hey, I just looked at him and I said, what are you doing? And she didn't say a word, which made it even worse because obviously she's not been brought up properly. But I said to him, you don't talk to a woman in that way. I'm sorry. He goes, oh, well, I've known her for 19 years. And then I turned to her and I said, well, why would you allow it? These are total strangers and I have to open my mouth. And you wonder why I get myself in trouble all the time. It's just ridiculous. But honestly, if you have a husband or a partner or a boyfriend, anyone that doesn't talk to you, when you say that there are problems and you want to fix them and he just keeps on doing the same bullshit, when do you stop? When do you finally say to yourself, I deserve more than this? Who cares whose world you're going to rock at that point? The whole world is on edge now that you're on edge. Who cares if it rocks a little more? It's time for you. You've got to make that fix. I hope she gets it. And man, if she comes back to the States and I find out that she hasn't done anything to better the situation, I'm going to go find her. See, there I go again, sticking my nose in other people's business. (laughs) But we'd have fun. Anyway, if you have anything you'd like to add to this conversation, please do. Because I'd love to hear it, and I'm sure she would too. Let me know your situation. You don't have to tell me your name. You don't have to write your real name. You could make up some fictitious email address. Mine is robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. And if you wouldn't mind, leave a review. That would be great. Right there on the podcast platform, tell me you like what you're hearing. Let Val know that you empathize or sympathize with her situation. We're women. We're supposed to be there for each other. Got it? I adore you. Thank you for listening. It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. A Westwood One podcast production.